Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Hi, my name is uh, Dev Grohl. I am Schmerich Almus. Welcome to me. My name is The Artist. My name <laughs> is Ponalip Alawog. Three, two, one. Welcome! Welcome. I would yeah. think the Fomorian likes both the rock and for it to roll. Quiet! Ah! Better. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. That's the new review alarm. It sounds when we get a new review to read on the air. This one comes to us care of Creepy Brian and is titled Would Recommend. Very enjoyable D&D podcast. Hijinks and hilarity ensue, but not so much as to overwhelm a pretty compelling story. Thanks, Creepy Brian. We don't know what it is that makes you creepy, and at this point, we don't want to. We'd like to preserve you in our memory as the nice Creepy Brian, not the justifiably Creepy Brian. Do you want your review read on the air? Well, go write one, you lazy Susan! Now, why don't we jump back in with the main party? Let's hit it and crit. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. When we were last with the main party, Yarfik had gotten himself and Cassian into some trouble, when during their jailbreak, fueled by rage at their captor's apparent disregard for life, he attempted to kill Science Master Quailar. The Science Master proved to be quite a dangerous foe, with many magics at his disposal, including the ability to detach his hands from his arms and have them act autonomously in battle. Try as they might, without any of their equipment, Cassian and Yarfik were not able to best him and were recaptured. They reawoke, gagged and chained to the wall, with Quaylar deciding which of their hands would be taken to replace the two that he lost in the fight. Meanwhile, Eowyn and Ildov had made their way past the cultist checkpoint and officially entered the city of Caneloth. Having bluffed their way in, they are now heading towards the central mesa where the fires are brightest. And that is where we pick up. Eowyn and Ildov, you are in full cult disguise mode, hmm. walking down the large central road that snakes up towards the mesa. You've passed an area that you assumed was lodging for cult members, and are now passing a section that, even from afar, you can tell used to be stone dwellings. Uh, you can see the evidence of foundations there. But 
they seem to have all been torn down, and in their place are large pens that seem to be filled with the former denizens of the city above. Mm -hmm. uh, the pens themselves are surrounded on three sides by, a, by steep canyon walls, uh, making pretty much for only one exit to that particular area. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, would you look at that? Hmm. Okay. And where? What? You're walking past it. You okay. see that there are that. That's there. That's yeah. really all. Okay. Uh listen, uh, Ildov. I I think we should really keep going. I hate to see all these penned up uh, denizens. Wait. Do the denizens look at all like energetic or or <laughs> not energetic? But do they look like <laughs> it? Were I to pop a lock, um, they could <laughs> escape. Or, or do they look kind of sickly and unwilling to move roll perception oh well uh <laughs> eight <laughs> uh go ahead and roll perception john for uh for ildov as well uh she has a plus two eight that with the plus two that's with the plus two okay cool it's hard to tell mm -hmm. there there's so many bodies there i mean there right. could be like a thousand people or so in, in amidst all of the pens but there's also like pretty fair amount of movement outside of the pens too. Right. So Showing I mean, they might be willing would be to move. Noticed were we to pop a lock, pop a lock. Yeah. Okay. Then I think the the move is to keep walking uh, towards. We were going towards the light. You were going fire. towards the, the the central mesas, yeah. Right. The, so northward, essentially. Limit, taking the main road and just staying that way because we assume that's where the uh, main bad guy would be. Exactly. So um, onward and upward onto the mesas. Further on, uh, you continue walking. Uh, you can see a larger stone building on your right. Uh, it's not quite a castle, maybe a keep. Uh, it. Uh, sorry, on your left. On your left. I can't... Not that one, no. Okay. Um, this map is not to scale. It is to scale. You're just pointing at random shit. <laughs> <laughs> there. Oh. oh. We're not that far along. That's okay. why. No, each of those squares is a mile. Wow. Okay. Um, so uh, further on, you see a larger stone building on your left. It's not quite a castle, maybe a keep. It consists of six terraced levels with various turrets, the tallest being in the middle. Uh, you can see there are purple curtains wafting in the air from the large windows of the central turret. And the base of the keep is surrounded by a whole bunch of standalone stones that go out a good, like, 500 feet or so from the main building in all directions. Just, like, regular slab stones or, like, uh, like gargoyle-looking stones? Roll perception. That's better. That is a 12. I'll just continually roll perception, I suppose. Not twenty. <laughs> uh, they are—they are not slabs. Uh, they are statues. Uh, they're all between like four and seven feet high. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that they are all uh, like statues of people. Yes. You can't from from how far you, away you are. You can't quite see if they're all the same person. Like there are varying heights among them. Um, and they do seem to be in somewhat different positions. Probably. Uh, it would be um, weird if it was the same person at different heights. But not not if it was a Gorgon. Or a, like a growth chart in They're statue a growth form. Chart. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't invented lines <laughs> yet. Yeah. So they're like, well, <laughs> if we want to mark how well, high our kid is. They, we don't, gotta... they have doors, but they don't yeah. have door frames. Yeah. So. Yeah. so they chisel them out. Exactly. Each one as they go We've up. Like a sculpt our kid to mark how tall they are. The problem is you got to do it real fast yeah. before they grow. Yeah. Um, Damn, I took a little too much off. got to do it again. What an interesting building. I want to take a closer maybe take a closer look i don't know it could be uh, in there they could be in there they could be in there this could be the what do i know about where they are they're in the science master Sci Quailar. Quailar. they told us about science master Quailar. so you've heard the name science master Quailar. you mm -hmm. don't know that that's where they were taken but you assumed that they would be taken to the science master that was your logic Right, it sounded like the big the big person in charge. Okay, and especially because this... we we had said uh, we had a, we were getting ready for a big prisoner coming down. Okay, and that's when they told us about. Okay, it. and this could be the building of Science Master Quayla, for all I know. It could be. Does it look inhabited? Uh, I mean, you do. The, those purple curtains are wafting oh, right. from the uh, the tallest turret, so mm. you would assume that like them. someone went and hung them there. I say, Ildov. Yes, this very well could be the headquarters of Science Master Quail are. I suppose we should check it out at the very least. Fine. Go for it. 
Are you feeling all right? No, no, I just had a lot of my mind. Fine. All right, let's go. Uh, we walk up to the... Well, I mean, we're in cultist gear, so... Yes, you're in cultist gear. There is a... The road sort of... Uh, there's an offshoot that goes mm-hmm. that direction, so you can walk down that way. Is it less or more traveled? So you walk down that way. <laughs> no, I'm not actually joking. I'm actually wondering about that. Like, it hasn't been traveled recently. Yeah, uh, it, it. Wow, Sam, thanks. <laughs> it's I thought. Uh, no, no, yeah, I, I mean, assumed I you were it. making a Robert no, Frost. Joke. I, I get it. Everyone thinks I'm joking about everything, and I you know I, I never get anything across. But Jesus Christ, I'm actually asking a real question. Uh, look, if if in the future you can just say, "Look, this is a real question." First, oh, sure. <laughs> sure, I'll hold the sign up That's over here. Need to from see you. <laughs> Uh, roll man, where was this? Uh, man, where, where was this attention to whether John was being serious? Uh, two episodes ago, <laughs> uh, she has a plus one, uh, so it's a ten. People have been down this road. It's hard to tell exactly how recently, okay. um, but there have definitely there's been travel. There's both uh, footprints and cart tracks. As you travel down, uh, you eventually get closer to those the statues that you saw, and you can see them in greater detail now. They are, in fact, statues of people of various races. You see evidence of everything from gnomes, elves, humans, halflings, dragonborn, dwarves. They're all represented. It's, you know, it's equal opportunity. But each one seems to have been carved in a position of horror i uh, like they're all recoiling from something it's a pretty grisly it's it's a very strange garden to be walking through mm. this this definitely reminds me of something and what ildov well um, when i spent a lot of time in the library um, before i became what i was doing i read a lot of stories and you know fairy tales and some of them talked of gorgons so point of order yeah uh gorgons in D D are a different thing okay gorgons are actually giant evil mechanical bulls <laughs> so yeah are they, then, dove, you dummy. Are they called medusas <laughs> they are called medusas that's just horrible uh yeah they, uh, they were called medusas they they when they look at you, you you get turned to stone i know what a medusa is you sure because you seemed very questioning about two minutes ago Questioning, yeah, no, I know what a Medusa That I would know something at all. I know what a Medusa is. Let's go. Wait, wait, maybe there's one in the building. Ah, we should probably be careful. Hmm. Can you fight blind? What do I know about Medusas? Ah! (laughs) 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 Uh, 19 plus, what is it, nature? Nature. Yeah, 24. Uh, You know quite a bit about about Medusas. I know a lot about Medusas, Ildov, such Um. as... They are... (laughs) Go on, my inside voice. They are uh, evil monstrosities of uh, human size. They can be both male and female. They can be a male or a female. At the the same time. Um, Sure. Why not? Uh, Yeah, they're like uh, they're like clownfish. They can they they can change to suit their their societal needs. Um, They Sam, I expect that canonically now Medusa will be like orange with white stripes all <laughs> with one broken fin yep uh sure that's what's happening yeah and, and their name is always marlin or nemo <laughs> um they uh have snakes for hair uh they do have the ability to petrify with their gaze mm-hmm. um and that gaze is something that cannot be turned off so anything that that can essentially can see their eyes has to make some sort of save uh, lest they be uh, subject to that petrifying gaze. Uh, it affects even the Medusa itself uh, should they see their own reflection. They are uh, they're tough to fight because they're one of those things that you can't like look, look at. at. Right. Truly. Um, and the statues, what direction are they all facing? They are all facing uh, inward towards the building. Uh-huh. I say we keep walking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figured that. They're probably up there. I don't suspect that Science Master Quayla is a Medusa, nor do I think he would hang out with one. I mean, so... it fits the bill that it's all snake-themed, but I wouldn't go near that. You can see a uh, female figure walking through the the statues some distance off. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing... A uh, white linen skirt, a white linen top, and a white linen veil. Her midriff is bare. And it's orange. 
Uh, yes, it's, it's orange, uh, it, uh, like the like a fire genasi, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, orange with one white stripe. Yep, mm-hmm. and um, nothing, nothing to see there. She is just sort of walking amongst the statues, like errantly brushing her fingers over them, not looking at them, but you can see that there is like movement under the veil. Mm. Nothing creepy about that. Yeah, I, think, yes. I think we're moving I, on. Let's move on. I don't think we need it, no, no, anything no. from her. So no, <laughs> let's no. keep going. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, we turn back around that little path and we keep walking. Okay, so you uh, heel turn, go back the other direction and, and meet up with that main pathway. Kind of double hearts at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pip pip. And uh, as you continue on, you go about another mile or so down the road. Uh, I think by this point you've probably gone about three miles, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. You uh, find uh, this section where there are a bunch of ruined houses on your left, and on your right, up a small rise, is a, a, a somewhat ruined-looking watchtower. It looks like uh, might be a good place for you to like climb and get a lay of the land if that is something that you wanted to do oh yes of course is there a hay bale at the bottom i can jump into afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> oh when you use your eagle's vision yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh I, it sounds good to me yeah mm. that's uh, a tall tower we might be able to get a nice view of Caneloth. the uh great tourist destination you can really see all of Caneloth from the top of this tower <laughs> uh, also, we've been really working out hard we just climbed all that stuff to get up to the top and find the door so we're in shape for this okay Oh, uh, bring me one of those uh, little coins that you flatten out with the machine and I it turns it into like a little medallion. I couldn't find one that said Cassian. I'm sorry. They... <laughs> no, they never have my name. <laughs> the weird well, they part... had one that said Cassian, but it was spelled differently. Yeah. Like, the weird There's part... like 30 <laughs> Jennifers. <but no> and <laughs> like seven Yarfix. They had yeah. a bunch of Yarfix. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I think that's a great idea. They even had like a Kermit the, the Tower. Let's climb. Uh, so as you walk up to the tower... Um, you can see that it, uh, about half of it seems to have, like, collapsed inward. There's a big pile of rubble at the bottom. Um, you know who would love this? Yarfik. It's collapsed buildings. He just seems to like, uh, like those. Why are you thinking about Yarfik right now, Ildav? <laughs> You're right. Why am I? <laughs> Thank you for putting me back in my own place. I feel about it. I feel weird about that. <laughs> the, uh, with half of it being collapsed, you can see the, the inner workings, and it is sort of terraced inside. Uh, given that it's collapsed, the there are stairs in there, but they're only going to help you every other level. It seems like the other half of them collapsed with the rest of the tower. Uh, so it will be some some manner of climbing up the 50 feet or so to get to the top of it. But this is for sure one of the taller structures in sight. It's also the least occupied of anything you've seen so far. You don't see any evidence of folk. Occupado. Mm-hmm. Inocupado. Uh, <laughs> Great. I believe. Wouldn't the rope of climbing still be in my bag of holding? Uh, yes, yes, it would. All right. There you are. Perfect. I think in order to aid us in climbing, I shall use the aid of the rope of climbing. What? Yes. Uh, perfect. Uh, so, rope, climb up. <laughs> <laughs> go, web, and go. Go, go, gadget, rope up. Yes. So you take <laughs> out like the the animated rope. And uh, at the base of the tower, uh, it extends upward uh, like a cobra being summoned out of a basket and um, just sort of snakes its way up. Uh, The analogy keeps paying off. Mm -hmm. Uh, It snakes its way up to the top (laughs) where it secures itself around something. Uh, and then before you start to climb, it also knots itself at, at regular intervals so that you can gain purchase more easily that's great i don't think we've ever quite used it for this specific purpose before that's really you've nice, never actually it? used it to climb no, yeah we've never used it to des- we used it to descend into yeah. the yep. cave but right. never to climb exactly. wow this, hey, this rope is really you know coming into its own it's finally living its every best life it first every day I we get how first. long ago we got it and now it's finally being used you got it uh at posh so it was oh, episode yeah. it was around episode uh 49 or 50 wow well, 
pay off. Okay. <laughs> so I, you know. For all those fans on the message boards who are just on the edge of their seats waiting for the rope of climbing to finally. <laughs> Everyone who's been shipping the rope of climbing. Right. <laughs> just a single character ship. Like a single object ship. I really ship that one um, item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want it to make out with itself. Uh, wow. Okay. I want to wow. climb the rope. Okay, um, so uh, given that it is already knotted itself, you um, you don't need to to roll. No, oh. uh, it's easy to climb. That's yes. that's the whole purpose of the rope of climbing. Is it makes it easy. Great. Um, so you are able to climb up, uh, and you make your way uh, all the way to the top. Is Ildov gonna follow? No, she's gonna stay down at the bottom. Okay, so Ildov stays at the bottom. You sure, Ildov? You should maybe oh, want just to... in case someone comes along. It's probably not a bad idea for me to be here, unless you want me up there. I'm thinking if someone comes along. We might want us to be both up here out of sight. That's also a good way. But I, you know, I could also you know, send them on their way. I'm pretty good at you know, deceiving people. All right. So, Eowyn, at the top of the tower, uh, you now estimate you're probably about 70 feet uh, off the ground proper. The tower is about 50 feet tall. The rise that you're on is about 20 feet up. Um, so heights. go ahead and roll perception with advantage. 22. 22. Uh, you can see a great many things. Uh <gasps> You see uh, through Ildov, time you, you and space. You really should be up here. The view's amazing. <laughs> uh, you can see Ildov's pores. Wow. <laughs> you what? need to exfoliate. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Hey. Um, no, you you see everywhere you came from prior, obviously, and then you can also see uh, more towards where you're going. Uh, you are roughly on level with the mesa itself, so you can actually see a lot of the buildings that are up there. Oh. And the first thing that strikes you is that the buildings atop the mesa, uh, while still old and somewhat disheveled as as everything else is down here, they're still nicer. Uh, it, it, you're not sure whether it's a matter of them having been fixed up or if they were sort of nicer to begin with, if that was like the richer section of the city before it fell. But the buildings there are made of brighter stone, uh, and they're also larger in general. Um, and indeed, they're better lit. There is more. Uh, f there are more fires there. There's more magical light sources there. Um, so it seems like that is sort of an epicenter of some sort of important activity. Uh, meanwhile, you can see ahead of you the direction that you sort of have to travel to get up there. From where you are, you can see the mesa itself, at least the, the eastern portion of the mesa, where the lights are brightest. Only It looks like it only has one entrance, which is a bridge from the western side of the mesa. Mm -hmm. And while you can't see the what's, what's around the northern edges of them, you can see that the western mesa itself also only has one ingress, which is this sort of ramp. Uh, naturally formed into the cliff wall at the, the the lower western side. So you can assume that that's where you'd have to travel to to get up there right? Uh, and then keep moving over. Um, but between you and there are um, more buildings. Uh, there's what looks like some troop training grounds that you'll have to pass through. There's also that lake uh, around which there is quite a bit of slithering activity. Oh, my slithering activity. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. I look around for any sort of neon sign or billboard that says Science Master <laughs> Quayalar resides here. Uh, there's there's nothing that calls out to that specifically. Have <laughs> done um, it. But the one other interesting thing that you do notice is that there are uh, is that you're beginning to see evidence of a lot of geothermal activity. Mm. Um, it it sort of dawns on you at this point that it is fairly warm down here mm -hmm. um and from this this uh altitude uh you're able to see small pockets of like steam vents right. um you're also able to see small areas that that look just like straight up magma ponds I see that. Um, they're yes. not terribly large uh but they are around uh, many of the, the buildings sort of pocked across the landscape here and there. There are a couple of craters. This one's quite close to me. Yes. Am I able to see what's in there? Uh, looking Some in the cool. crater, you uh, from, yeah, you can see into that one over the, the crater wall. Uh, there's just sort of a large stone. Um, oh, have fun. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like like it's not Mjolnir or anything like that. It looks like Medusa <laughs> got to this stone-shaped lump of flesh. And turned yeah. it into a stone-shaped stone. Yes, that is a <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we have direction now. I suppose I'll look around on my way down from the tower, see if I can 
I mean, I don't know if there's anything worth grabbing, but I should go back down and let Ildov know what's what. Okay. Well, roll investigation if you're going to case the joint I'll on your way down. I'll just case the joint on my way down. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I keep on rolling bad. I mean, um, like, it keeps on rolling off the table. The um, what was it? Investi- yes, 17. Well, what I love is that you have a dice tray, yep. and you only use it's it to there. store your dice. You don't <laughs> roll it. <laughs> Regardless, what did you get for your uh, investigation 17. The 17. Um, so on your way down, uh, you see that there there isn't really much of value in this, this tower. Yeah. Um, anything that was there you know, may have been picked over at this point, may mm. just sort of be lost in the rubble below. Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't really much of use. You do find that there is like a, a map of the city, um, though it, it appears to be a map of the city before its fall. So mm-hmm. you're not really sure how reliable it would be for anything, because even just from your your look around at the top of the tower versus what you're seeing on this map, like things are not exactly in those places. Right. Um, so Somebody picked up this building and moved it. Exactly, yeah. Could uh, Ildov look around in the rubble while she's waiting for him while he, uh, she's uh, doing all her looking up top? Uh, sure. Okay. So investigation as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's plus one. <laughs> Negative, uh, it's a one. <laughs> Negative one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope, you don't find anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm back down. I, I recall the rope. Uh, and I fill Ildov in on what I saw. My, I, I, I suppose the really best course of action is to go the main road. We are in disguise mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be suspicious if we were to walk up the ramp there across the bridge assuming that's where Quailar is. We still need to find out where he is, but... We can maybe ask someone on the way. Yes, we can ask for directions. Making a lot of assumptions that Science Master Quailar is a man. Oh, true. <laughs> well, Quailar's a man's name. <laughs> oh, I know this one. The doctor is <laughs> the doctor his mother. Is his mother. <laughs> uh, I just assumed he was a man because all the evil people we've met have been men. I mean, that's not entirely true. Well, uh, not you've been at odds with females before. And... Yes, but they haven't been evil. Uh, well, the, uh, the overseer of the siege works was a, uh, was a woman. Cackling Agatha. Cackling Agatha evil. is a woman. Ildov never came across. Uh, Ildov is a woman. That's true. Ildov is a woman. <laughs> she is evil. <laughs> Wait, I'm Ildov. Uh, Ildov, you're just standing there thinking to yourself. We should keep moving. <laughs> Sorry, I was having a conversation with my other personality. Weird. Let's go. So uh, you continue moving. Yes. Okay. While that happens... Yes, we fast travel. <laughs> we'll switch over ah! to Cassian and Yarfik. Mm. Oh, boy. Which means I need to turn some pages. Change in the page. Change in the page. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Cassian. Tired yes. and beaten. Uh, two snakehead bros hold you tightly under each arm while they detach your chains from the wall. No longer tethered, they drag you over to the stone slab in the center of the room. Uh, they don't even give you a chance to take your feet and walk. They just drag you. I'm going to go ahead and assume I am gagged. You yes. you very much are. Quaylar places his stumps on the slab and mumbles something under his breath. And the snake bros then drag you onto the slab on your back. Once you are fully laying down... The stone itself lifts and shapes around your ankles, forming solid restraints. They then... I'm furiously trying to get the gag out of my mouth. Yeah, same here. Okay. Um, You can each roll uh, dex with disadvantage. (laughs) Well, the first one is a nat one, so... (laughs) Uh, My worst was a 15. Okay. Um, so Cassian, you somehow just made the gag tighter. <laughs> the second gag somehow falls right on top of the first yeah. one. It's just itself. my instinct with restraints is always to tighten. <laughs> uh, and uh, Yarfik, you're you're not making any headway, but it's not. I mean, it's not getting any worse, but it's not getting any better either. The Snake Bros then Cassian undo your manacles and. Uh, strongly hold your arms out to your sides in sort of a T-pose. The stone again shifts and forms around your right wrist. While this is, and now I'm just gonna, like, try to gesture as much as possible and just... Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. I'm going to try to adopt an expression of smugness. Like, I, I'm going to be like, I'm going to try and give the impression with my face like, I know something you don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm basically trying to gesture that like, no, no. I have something to say quickly, or for me, like, take me first, basically. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, um, Quaylar sort of swings its he- his head in your direction, um, but doesn't say anything to acknowledge you. Now, Cassian, on your left, uh, the snake bro holds your arm against the slab with your elbow bent at a right angle. The stone then... I'm fighting against it. Uh, roll strength with disadvantage. Okay, five. Yeah, no dice. Um, so, holds your arm at a right angle. The stone, again, shifts and flows over your arm uh, in three bands. One over your bicep, one over your forearm, and one over the back of your hand. And then just sort of clamps down tightly to the slab, holding you in place. Under your wrist, the stone sort of recedes and forms this, like, vertical notch uh, that extends all the way to the floor. Yeah. What's going on with my right hand? Uh, Your right hand uh, is um, secured at the wrist. Uh, By more stone? uh, By more stone, yes. Um, Yeah, you are... are (laughs) uh, It's like you're slowly being carbonated into this thing. Um... (laughs) Uh, That's actually what Quaylar is saying to Stone Shape the Slab. (laughs) Man, I have never wanted to learn that spell more than I want to now. (laughs) So, uh, at this point, the Snake Bros let go, and Quaylar says... You're welcome to test your restraints. I think you'll find them quite secure. Now, uh, something for the pain. And his assistant walks to a shelf, grabs a bottle of blue liquid from which he fills a syringe, walks back over and injects it into your left wrist. Within about 30 seconds or so, everything below your elbow on that arm goes completely numb. Quaylar then uses Mage Hand to pick up a quill. He dips it in ink, draws a dotted line about an inch up on your arm from your wrist, and then steps back from the slab while nodding to the snake bro on that side. Uh, Yarfik, I'm assuming you are continually just, like, thrashing yourself against the wall, trying to free yourself in I'm some way, shape, or form. I'm trying to, like, Samson this and, like, break the chains, or, like, dislocate my wrist so I can pull it out of the, whatever I need to do to get out of this thing. I'm still trying to, like, give Quaylar the impression with my, my facial expression that there's, like, some important information that I'm aware of that he's not. I'm just anything to try and pique his curiosity and, and see if he can even for a second, remove my gag. Okay. Uh, roll... You roll persuasion with disadvantage. Because he's already fallen for that once. Right, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But what All if right. I told um, you the same thing I told you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I, I'm crashing with, like, not even, like, desperateness. Like, torn apart. Like, I don't give a damn about anything on me. Okay, well, just uh, that's mechanically, you realize if you do any damage persuasion. to yourself, you will oh, yeah. pass out. I know, but he doesn't care. He wants to get out, and he doesn't. He's, okay, he's on full uh, roll. Um, he's on full I guess we'll say roll athletics. Okay. I, Sam, I don't know if you caught that, but that's an eighteen for persuasion. Eighteen for persuasion on yours, your end. Wow. Yes. Okay. Twenty not natural. A twenty not natural. Um, so, uh, Yarfik, you do manage to, uh, to sort of, like, dislocate your thumb on your, uh, on your left hand and slide it out of the manacle, um, but in doing so, the pain is so sharp that you take five points of damage. So I'm, I'm unconscious. So you are now unconscious <laughs> with one hand free, yes. So they're distracted. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Because I'll make yes. as much noise as I can. Like, obviously, I'm falling over. I'm no, you're not making any noise. You're unconscious. Right, but they 
heard the big clang. Yeah. And, yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, you fall unconscious. Uh, one of the the snake bro on that side of the table sort of turns around and sees what happened, uh, and goes over and unlocks the manacle, picks your arm up, puts <laughs> it back. I'm in. giving Cassian time. You here. are. Yeah. Sure. Um, meanwhile, Cassian, you are you are trying to communicate to Quaylar that you have some information that he needs. Um, Mostly and, with uh, eyebrow waggles. Yeah, most, most, a lot of eyebrow work, a lot <laughs> of brow stuff. Especially the Michael Keaton acting of... Yeah, and uh, he looks down at you, and with, with Mage Hand, he sort of just, like, strokes your cheek and Ooh. says, uh, Oh, no, not this time. So he nods to the other snake bro on your left, and he, that snake bro walks over. A scimitar is drawn from its sheath. Its edge is inspected, lined up with the markings on your arm, and then swiftly swung <gasps> down, <gasps> slicing right through. No way! <laughs> I would make a muffled scream, except uh, apparently I don't feel any pain right now. So. Yeah, here's oh, the you thing. You still like, scream, because you know that's damn. your plucking hand. Due to the that's anesthetic, you do not feel a thing, but you certainly see it. Uh, so if I could get a constitution check from you to see if you maintain consciousness. Uh, just straight up and down con? Straight up and down con. I'm sorry, Fred. Well, you know, it is what it is. No, it's not. We're at the point now where real consequences have to happen, so... We, we never had real consequences before. Not really. You're lucky you're yeah, still I mean, alive at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should have been died twice now. Uh, 17. 17, okay. So you managed to maintain consciousness as you see this happen. Quaylar walks back over as the, the snake bro backs up, and he uh, puts his stumps on the table, removes the stone band from your now severed hand takes the hand via mage hand and puts it on a tray nearby the table uh, and then his assistant comes in to carefully stitch up uh, your your wrist so let's switch back to a one and yeah let's skip let's get back with those guys it's a much much more lighthearted I'm a, adventure as I walk I'm just kind of clapping a little bit um, <laughs> just using both of my hands to make it uh, Ildov's humming along with it just a little bit out of habit Ildov's playing the spoons yeah 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 uh, doing shadow puppets just two-handed activities um, we, you know it's, it's always a nice road trip together when yeah. we do this. you guys are playing patty cake yeah uh, yeah, so we're walking. Um, yes, so you are are walking along. Uh, you've passed by the uh, area with the Medusa. You've now gone up the the uh, watchtower and gotten the lay of the land, and you continue to walk on. Um, and now, about a mile further on, the ground on your right, uh, the ground on your left, rather. I I don't know why I wrote all these directions backwards when I was writing this. When I was typing. <laughs> this Every you time you like, say that. Every time you say that in the in the mind's eye, we're like looking to the right, and then as soon as you say left, we turn to the yep. left. <laughs> uh, so a mile further, place. the ground on your left uh, grows steadily swampier, which is unsurprising because you know that you are approaching the lake on mm -hmm. that side. And uh, on your right, you see uh, what you saw earlier, the sort of like troop training grounds. There's this walled compound and next to it, what looks like a, a garrison or barracks mm -hmm. type building. Inside the walled compound, uh, you can see there are these like giant double doors that are wide open. Uh, there are a lot of combat dummies on the inside with uh, various creatures lined up shooting arrows at them. Some of them are snake throws, some of them are, are regular cultists, but they seem to be like very regimentedly training for battle. Uh, there are a number of fighting pits in there. There are some sort of like loose circles where it seems like people are observing combat demonstrations, uh, but there's a whole bunch of training going on in there. And there are people sort of coming and going. Um, mm -hmm. It seems like there are like small contingents of ten uh, that that sort of like go in and then sort of peel off to wherever it is they're supposed to be, and there are also uh, one of those contingents of ten is leaving um, as you are sort of in sight of the area. So there are about like 
500 feet away from you or so. Um, and they are like marching in lockstep on, on the road that meets the main road sort mm-hmm. of in your direction. And then in the building next to it, uh, also large double doors that are open. Uh, from the outside, it looked like a garrison or barracks, but now that you can sort of see into it, it's not housing for soldiers or anything like that. It, it looks like it's set up more like a research station. Research station. Hmm. Science. There are a lot of tables and uh, people like set up at each of the tables, all of them writing furiously in tomes. Yeah. Tomes. Tomes on tomes on tomes. Anyway, stay on course. Stay on course. I'm walking towards the tomes. Well, we could ask where the Quayla is. True. I just don't want us to get too sidetracked. They could be, be in great well, We're peril. not sidetracked if we don't know where the track is at all. We don't know where the main track is. We don't know which way we're going, and we need to find out. All right, fine. The people writing in books usually know the way. So <laughs> uh, we walk towards them, and, and uh, yeah, we could just ask. You ask. Ask somewhere. Be like, hey, uh, we've been asked to bring this envelope to Science <laughs> Master Quaylar or whatever, but we don't know where they're located, and... We've just never been over there before, so if you could point us in the direct direction. We've got a little turned around or something, so right? Can, can we do that? Yeah, of course. I, okay, I can do that. Go, yeah, sure. I can do that. Go for it. So you uh, sort of <clears throat> peel off on that road. You uh, will pass by that, that group of ten uh, cultists mm-hmm. slash soldiers slash whatever um, as you walk in that direction. But I'm assuming you're still, like, hoods drawn, yeah. culty. Mm-hmm. Strong um, culty, yes. yeah. So we're embodying uh, the cult lifestyle. Yes. Mm. So they they make no indication that they notice anything. Uh, there's no like, you know, how do you do or anything like that. They're just walking past, very focused. There's no bards with them that you just yell welcome. No, no, there are not. Okay. Um, there are anti bards who just say goodbye. goodbye. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that just that hurts me to the core. Wow. Yeah. Yes, um, but you uh, walk past them, and then the uh, the pathway sort of uh, forks one going towards the compound, one going towards the uh, the garrison, the and you uh, you walk into the garrison. There are guards posted at the door, just uh, two uh, people. Uh, it's a, a, a male human and a female elf, each of them with like a long pike uh, standing flanking the door, uh, but they make no effort to stop you on the way in um and as you enter uh this if if this wasn't clearly like a place where a cult was operating uh eowyn you'd be in paradise oh, look at this. there's all sorts of uh relics and interesting natural phenomena laid out on the tables in here and at every table a stack of books an open tome being penned um Tons of stuff around. Hey, when we can come back here after we have our our friends. Okay, I want to put. I want to, we can take some of these. Probably we could probably get our way. We could probably be like, hey, we need to take some of these books. I was I was thinking that okay. actually. Yeah, sure. Oh. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Just just keep calm yourself. Don't I'm, let yourself get too excited. I haven't read in a couple of days, and I'm starting to feel a little weird. Don't worry. <clears throat> okay. Just keep yourself calm, and okay. we'll get through this. Great. We'll get you some books. I sure. Promise. So. Uh, what I'd like you to do is roll a d20, just Eowyn. You're not adding anything to this. I oh, just no. A number. Two. A two. <laughs> so, uh, in looking, you, you sort of scan the room, and you zero in on a particular table uh, where there is a uh, gnomish woman mm-hmm. in, in purple robes and everything. She's standing on a stool so that she can be at the, at the height of the table. You've had and good luck with gnomes before. On the table itself are what look like the uh, very large shards of an eggshell. Mm. And uh, this this is the table you decide to approach. Okay, I walk up to the table while Ildov goes off and asks stuff. I'm not a very good liar, so I'm just going to try to be truthful when I say, when I ask questions. Because you can't lie when you ask a question. <laughs> I beg to differ. Everyone knows questions are not lies. Questions are not lies because they're not statements of fact. Look! You're getting information. There's no way to lie before you get the information. I use my cultist voice, and I say... What's the the cultist voice? uh, The one we've been using. Um, Here, what's with the eggs? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god it sounds like like everyone's impression of a singer from the 90s it's very sure what's with the eggs what's with the eggs wide open it's like that weird like share vibe to the what's with the eggs a little bit yeah um so <laughs> the uh what's with the eggs the gnomish woman uh <laughs> turns her head uh, in, to your look at you. eggs. <laughs> in your eggs. They in your are eggs. fighting. <laughs> they are growing. Anyway, um, so she uh, turns her head to look at you and says, uh, "Well, I'm studying them to figure out uh, if there are any interesting properties of these dragon egg shells that we can use to bolster our forces." Very cool. Who are you, and why do you? Why do you interrupt me? Oh, I'm Leland. <laughs> uh, we, look, me and my buddy are... Awwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwwww
So that's a 13. 13? Okay. Wow. With advantage? Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a three the first time. And a Good five. God. I'm not rolling well. I'm getting a new D20. Hold on. Um, so uh, it looks at you and says, um, no, I do not know how difficult it is to walk around this place with a map. You have not been here long. No, they, they just sent us down here, man. We got a big prisoner coming in. Science Master Quayla needs a couple of tomes because it's going to be a difficult thing for him. And I literally just got down here, detached down to take him back. Well, I know I, nothing of what tomes he would require from our work. We are in completely different branches of the research division. What, what, what branches are you guys in versus him? Well, he is all about species hybridization, mm. and we are of the reliquary, researching things that we can uh, possibly mass produce to help our ranks. You mean like that thing? Yes. What is it? Not at liberty to say. <laughs> okay. I thought we were having a conversation. Fine. Um, do you know who I could talk to about that? I literally, I'm on my way to see him right now, but I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I need to grab this on the way, and I knew you guys were here. Each of us conducts our own research mm -hmm. once again. I cannot imagine where the crossover would be between Quaylar's work and our own. However, Quaylar's lab, if you go down the main road, across the river, over the bridge, it's the largest building you'll come across before the rise to the Mesa. Okay. Why don't you go and ask him yourself? I, I definitely will. Thank you for that. Um, good luck on your, your house fly. Say, Turns right back to the table. Do you have a tome rental system or <laughs> library lending wait when did you go from Jesus cultist Christ. to old fisherman <laughs> <laughs> excuse me there do you have some you, tomes you, i can take do, uh, maybe I i'm so glad that you guys are so focused on the main objective here, which is of course getting random books for aliens <laughs> I, maybe i could if many you're not using bring them to the has he turned around do I, he's turned around yes Roll sleight of hands with disadvantage because they're on the opposite. They're on like the far side of the table. There's nothing close to me. No. Okay, then I'm not. Okay. Gonna, yeah. If it was close to me, I would try to take it. No, there's the tome that he's writing in, which is like. <laughs> yeah, I should have taken the tome. That How sneakily can you take that? I know he just grab it and his pen just like drags along just the page. He doesn't notice. He keeps writing. <laughs> uh, is there anything around the table that like, he's not looking at that I could like, or on the floor that I could grab? I did um, promise her a book. No, not really. Honestly, like, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty right. like. This place is like, um, is like a, a, a the, it's the Apple Store of evil research layers. Mm -hmm. so like, lot, lot it's very Spartan. Player. It's open it's, concept. It's open concept. Yeah, it's it's very Spartan. <laughs> it's like podiums with single things on them. And all a cultist with a lanyard walks up and is like, hey, can I help you find anything? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so then I'll leave back and I'll try to meet it back up with Aon. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be coming back here. It'll be better with our, with our friends, yeah. But uh, we at least now know where we're going. Yeah. Oh, we and, do? Yeah, I, and I describe where the guy told us to go, and does that ring any bells from what you saw up in the tower? It does! Okay. Uh, um, I look around for any books just outside the door that I could scoop up without being noticed. Uh, roll investigation. <laughs> I just want a book! Uh, investigation would be a 12. Yes. Uh, the The only thing that's like sort of possibly maybe not really is that uh the research table on the uh if you're looking into the building on your right hand side uh the research table that's closest to the door there there is a stack of tomes at like the the back corner mm -hmm. um that's sort of the closest thing to the door but you'd still have to sort of like walk around and you'd be in view of the person working at there's that table. probably a person yeah there's a person there okay you know, not notice, worth we, it we come back and have a distraction the other two do better at distraction I, I just hate to leave Books like you're this. not leaving. Um, them. They're in wrong hands. They're not appreciating the books as they should. Okay, <laughs> especially looking around. There's like there's a, a lot of other super cool stuff. Not just the books, but mm -hmm. also the actual things on the tables. Anyway, anyway, think of it like a library. It'll always be here. We'll come back to it in a second once we take care of what we have to do. Not all libraries are there forever. Let's go. Oh, my heart. Okay, we walk towards. We leave. Okay, so well, you leave. No babies there either. So. And walk back towards the uh, the main path. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're and going. We'll... To, I know exactly where. The, I remember the building, just as described. Yes. And we'll switch back oh, to God. Cassian and Yarfik. So, 
Cassian. You're freaking mostly Cassian. Cassian, your uh, your stump has been stitched up. Uh, the bleeding has stopped. Um, <laughs> how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? Uh, <laughs> feeling has not returned to it yet, so you still aren't in any. You aren't in any pain. You weren't already in. It's all emotion. Yeah. Um, so uh, the snake bros come over. They hold each of your arms as Quelar releases the stone bands. Uh, they reaffix your manacles this time to your right wrist and your left bicep, just above the elbow. Uh, they then drag you back to the wall as the rest of the restraints are undone and chain you up next to Yarfik, who is unconscious. Am I, is, am I still, like, one arm out? Uh, no, he, he put your arm oh, back right. in the manacles. Uh, without hesitation, as soon as you are on the wall, they then move to Yarfik and repeat the procedure. To take you is, off. Is the one with the dislocated thumb, though? He has to, like, relocate my thumb, or is the other one? They, uh, you, you dislocated your, it was your left hand, they're taking your right hand. Okay, I just want to be sure, because that, you know. That would affect it, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they, uh, they take you off the wall, drag you to the table, Quailar mumbles under his breath, and the, uh, slab shifts, the stone creates restraints over your ankles, you're still unconscious. Right, I know, but does this make me have to do a death saving throw when they cut that off there, or? Because I am unconscious. Uh, no, they they stabilized you. Okay, I just want to be sure of that. Too, yep. Sir. Um, so uh, they again they hold your arms out in T pose. Uh, this time a restraint forms over your left wrist. They bend your right arm at the elbow, and those bands form over your bicep, forearm, and the back of your hand. Cassian, you're you're watching this all, and it's becoming clear to you this is like. This isn't the first time this has been done to someone. They have this down to, like, a science, pretty much. Oh, nice. Um, so at least you're not guinea pigs, right? That's something. Meanwhile, uh, now that you are in this position, Quailar, uh signals to his assistant, who uh, goes over to a shelf, grabs a small vial of something that he unstoppers and waves under your nose. It's smelling salts. It just sort of, like, jolts you back to consciousness. Sorry. And, um... Quailar then, uh, while this is happening with Mage Hand, grabs uh, uh, the quill, dips it in the ink, draws a dotted line under your wrist right over that sort of uh, 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 the recession that forms in the table um, that you now know is there so the sword can, can pass through. I start laughing. Uh, so just like into the, the gag. Just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and not even like, like, like really hardcore like yeah. <laughs> um, so Quelar sees this and before backing away uh, looks down at you and says um, it's a shame really you'll both be useless to me now I only performed the transformation on whole bodies uh, oh, you could have been perfect but you had to go and ruin it <laughs> oh well plenty more where that came from so to speak <laughs> and he backs away. I shake my head like, no, there's not. You're so wrong. The snake bro comes over with his scimitar. Uh, already. Am I? Sorry, go ahead. Sam, sorry. While this is going on, I am going to continue to try and work my gag loose, if only enough to be able to, like, pronounce, you know, a, 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 to pronounce magic words into it. If I, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, whatever I can do to, like, be able to, to, to like, speak sure. enough to cast sure. spells. So roll decks with disadvantage because you did tighten your gag the last time. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. That was, that was a fun thing when that happened. You rolled two nat 20s. Now, uh, 11. 11? Um, er, sorry. Yeah, 11. 11, uh, yeah, not really, not really much doing. Quelar does glance over, like you're you're making noise uh, while you're doing this because there's a lot of gesticulation involved. And Quelar just sort of like looks, glances over, and smiles to see that you're struggling, but you're not able to make any headway. In the meantime, the uh, snake bro comes over. Oh, they haven't interacted um, me. Oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, the snake bro comes over, already sure of the edge on his scimitar. He lines it up, draws back, and swings down. Slicing right through your right wrist. <laughs> Let's get a concentration or uh, a constitution check rather with disadvantage oh. as you receive no anesthetic. Oh, 
<laughs> and that was not an accident. You. That's so funny. Uh, so that's a 16. Uh, sorry, that is a 15. 15. Okay. So you managed, you, you maintain consciousness regardless. Uh, but you both saw and felt that in full. The hand is placed on the tray with Cassian's. Quaylar's assistant again. They start doing a thumb war. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up like this and start dancing around. He holds them up and starts using them as marionettes. Uh, but no, Quaylar's assistant moves My in to again stitch mother, up your her stump. Daughter, her mother, her daughter. He picks up your hand, starts hitting you with it, and says, Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You monster. He gives me the finger with my own hand. Yep, yep. And uh, so um, the assistant comes in, stitches up your, your stump, begins no that process. Once again, again, no anesthetic. So do I have to roll again? You do not have to roll again at this point. Your your constitution check was, was good enough to be able to withstand it. You're a dwarf. You're a hardy. And um, Quaylar, while this all is happening, just to sort of the tail end of, of stitching you up, says, um, Well, now that this business is concluded, I have work to do. And I have no further need of the two of you. So the snake bro speaks up and says, Shall we feed them to the Naga? Oh, dear God. And Quaylar says, No, we will drop them below with the other rejects. I may need more parts later. So the snake bro goes to the wall, pulls on one of the torch sconces, and with a click... The floor in front of the slab lifts up slightly. Mm. The other snake bro uh, goes to that slab, heaves it up on uh, what were very cleverly hidden hinges. You can see that it's essentially just this like big trap door. The um, snake bros go to the table, and uh, they grab Yarfik very tightly as Quaylar removes the stone restraints. I'm fighting him. Uh, go ahead and roll strength with disadvantage. <laughs> that one. That's that one. That's okay. Not, that's not worse than that. Um, so it's it's like uh, two bodybuilders picking up a toddler. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm hugging them. Yeah. Um, so they they pick you up just like very uh, very staunchly, and uh, take you over. One of them standing on each side of this hole in the ground, and they throw you down. As you as you slide off of the bed into the hole in the ground. Uh, machine puts a green sweater vest on you and candies and you, you are sat nicely at your breakfast table with your lovely dog Gromit eating a breakfast of cheese. I went completely different than you. I went, oh, I get flipped backwards as if my head's just been slit and I get slid down into the place where the meat gets ground. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I was thinking of Sweeney thing. Todd. Were you thinking of, what were you Walsh thinking of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they throw you down the hole uh, and then Cassian, quickly, they come over to you on the wall. They uh, they undo your chains, sort of take the manacles off you, but again, hold you very tightly. And then they also go over and throw you down the hole. Uh, I need dex checks from both of you. This is just like at the beginning. Party go down the hole. 18. 18. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so uh, in the midst of the 30-foot fall, uh, you are both able to sort of orient yourselves so that you, you don't fall. You're not, like, belly flopping first, onto yeah. the, the bottom, nor are you falling on your heads. Um, so you're able to not quite, like, you're not superhero landing or anything like that. Um, It'd be hard without one hand. Yeah, but you sort of, uh, you sort of main, manage to, like, hit the ground and roll out of it so you don't take any damage uh, as you land in a squelch with, uh, in the mud. Then the, the light begins to quickly fade as they close the hatch overhead. It's okay, I can see. And uh, that's where we'll end this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com. And you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at teampumanife.com. Why don't you pretend the subscribe button is a cute little puppy? Give that little puppy a pet. I bet that if you were to give us a five-star review, you could even make its leg wiggle. Wouldn't that be adorable? 
Then you should make that puppy roll over so you can rub its belly by going to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and supporting the show. You can even head to dumpstattees.com and get you and the pooch matching thunder shirts. Use the code IWPOD at checkout to get 10% off and to let them know who sent you. Now wouldn't that be one happy puppy? The Improvised Weapons theme, fight music, and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's latest album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify, and you can hear the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from BattleBards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. Tune in next time as Eowyn and Ildov continue searching for their friends, and Cassian and Yarfik come to terms with their new... uh... situation. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.